Welcome to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marsha A. Sullivan, and I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that it will bless your soul and enlighten you to draw closer and near to the heart of God, because there's something that the Lord is wanting to do. And I believe that the very thing that he's really wanting to do in the year of 2022 as we're awaiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ is that God is still wanting to change the minds and the heart sets of his people. And there are so many stories where the Lord shows us in the word of God how many people lives was touched and transformed not because of who they were but more so of who God God was and they accepted his ability to change their lives their mindset as well as their attitude and, and with that being said as you're going into the new year I want to bring you into a text that maybe you can relate to personally or perhaps you may know somebody who um, is probably dealing with some things where they can relate to this story so if you would just go to first Kings 17 7 through 16 and we're going to talk about Elijah and the widow at Zarephath Now, something was interesting about this story is because if if you never read this story, then you wouldn't have an understanding about it. But if you read about it, then your understanding for this story would be based on the widow listening to the prophet Elijah. And so we're going to read that and we're going to see what the Lord wants us to understand from this particular script in the Bible. So in verse 7 it says, Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Now, right before that, Elijah had actually prophesied that, that there was going to be a great drought And he also said that as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. So Elijah was not surprised that this drought was really coming because the Lord had already told him that it was going to come. But fast forwarding down to the part where Elijah actually meets the widow, we see something take place in this storyline and we see where Elijah was able to make such a great impact in the mindset in the heart of a woman who was a widow and yet struggling so let's see what he said so we know that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land this was a problem but even despite this problem And just as Elijah prophesied, then Elijah remembered that the word of the Lord came to him. In verse 9, it says, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. So the Lord had given him 
a specific command to stay put in other words because I'm getting ready to do something yes the Lord was probably saying I know it's dried up the brook has dried up and it looks like there's nothing going to flow from it but I know what I'm doing Elijah I just need you to stay there where I perform my greatest miracle and even as God was working on behalf of the widow we're getting ready to see that God was also working on Elijah too because Elijah could have rebelled but because he had such a a heartfelt relationship with the Lord and a spirit of obedience he stayed put right right where the Lord had him even in the midst of a drought so just because you know you may personally be in a season of drought it does not mean that nothing good can come out of it and so you may try to figure out how how can I escape from this? I want better. I'm tired of the situation. But the Lord is probably saying to you today, just like he told the prophet, Elijah, stay put. Stay put. And he says, I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. Now, out of all of the people, God chose somebody who was not, publicly known he chose somebody who was struggling if you will she lost her husband and she had a son and God is saying this lady is going to supply your needs Elijah she's going to be a blessing to you and so when the Lord told him this in verse 10 it says so he went to Zarephath when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. And what's beautiful about that is that God had already told him about this widow. And so this widow was not moping around. She was active. She was working. And she didn't even know that she was really setting herself up because the Lord saw her. God is a God who sees. He saw her. And the Lord was getting ready to set her up for something that she didn't even see coming. And so Elijah can see this woman from afar. And as he was watching this widow, she was there gathering the sticks, as the Bible said. But he was called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? Now, she doesn't know, I suppose, from reading this, probably anything about this person, this man, this stranger, this prophet. But the first thing while she's working for herself, he's testing her hard. He's saying, can you, by chance, just give me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? Now, this woman could have easily responded by saying, look, I'm working here. I don't have a husband. Why would I give you something to drink? Kind of almost similar to when Jesus had asked the, the woman at the well, give me a drink. But notice that in this text, the woman never said anything negatively. 
And see, we have to be very careful because we don't know who the Lord will use to test our hearts. And she never said anything negative to Elijah. But what she did say was here after he called out. He said, he called out to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called out again and he said, bring me please a piece of brick. So it almost sounds from somebody who's not looking from the outside in that this prophet is a little bit needy here. First he asked for a drink and now he's asking for bread. The lady just, the widow just finished working trying to gather sticks up and now this prophet whom she don't know has asked her for two things that she may not have to give and we're going to see if she really had it to give but in verse 12 it says as surely as the lord your god lives this woman replies and she says i don't have any bread only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. She's saying to the prophet, look, you're asking me something, but I don't really have it to give because I just have only a little. I only have this much for myself. But she says, I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and for my son that we may eat it and die. So from the sounds of this scripture, this widow lady seemed to be in a very, I would say, financial uh, hardship. She also seemed to be in a very hopeless place, a place of depression, sadness, and gloomy, uh, uh, having a gloomy spirit because she did not have enough to provide for her son or herself and so it sounds like her only result here is just to eat and die because the drought affected everything in the land so the drought that God allowed to happen affected everything And so her posture at first was a very uncertain one because she's not sure how she's going to to make it. But this is how faithful the Lord is to us is that when we find ourselves struggling and standing in need of a miracle and when our hearts are in a position in alignment with God, God will send somebody to encourage us so that our mindsets can, can, can shift to the realm in which God wants them to be shifted. And in the way that God wants our mindsets to be is where he is always the one being exalted more than our problems, more than our situations, more than anything that we've ever faced in this, this earth. And so what I love about this story is that the prophet reassures her something in verse 13. He says, Elijah said to her, 
don't be afraid. He did not, he was not condescending to her. He didn't try to rebuke her because he saw that not only did he have a need, but she had a need. But he he had such great compassion in his heart to say, don't be afraid because I know why I'm here. And I know it's going to be okay. So he encourages this widow. He doesn't bring her down. He doesn't talk bad about her because he remembered what the Lord said. But after he says to her, don't be afraid. He says, go home and do as you have said. But first, this is what I want you to do for me. He says, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. And and when I read this part, I think about what God's scripture says when he says that in God's kingdom, the first shall be last. So technically, this widow was last. She wasn't first because Elijah was saying to her, I know you have needs, but this is what I want you to do for the man of God. I want you to offer me something that you really don't have. And it was as almost like a sacrifice, if you will, because it's hard to give something that you really don't have. But again, as we're we're talking about our attitude, he helped her to see a little bit of light in the darkness. And this is what he says. He says, For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So in other words, he's saying, Look, I... I'm going to let you know that the God of Israel has declared a thing to be so. He's commanded it to be. And I'm reassuring you, Elijah saying, I'm going to reassure you that you're not going to run out as you're blessing me. In fact, God is going to bless you for blessing me because he already promised it to Elijah. And as this widow listened to this, the words of the prophet Elijah, in verse 15, we see her, her mindset went into action mode. She did not delay. She did not turn away. But when she went into action mode, something happened in verse 15. It says she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every single day and I put single in there as a means to show that God is faithful but the scripture does not say single it says so there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry this is to encourage somebody today who feels that as they have transitioned into year 2022 
there's something in your life you feel as you've been given, you've been doing, but something is still running dry. But I want you to be encouraged to know that, that God told Elijah, you would drink from the brook. And I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. God did not lie. And then we see what we were talking about, the widow. God did not lie. As the widow obeyed the commands of the Lord that was sent forth by Elijah, she believed it. And as she believed it, she was able to see the hand of God moving away in which she probably had never seen in her life. And Elijah witnessed it with her and he rejoiced with her. And they saw the promises of God come together because the Bible says that for the jar, the jar of flour was not used up in the jug of oil did not run dry. In keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. So when you have the right mindset, the moral of the story is this. God will do just what he said. If you can trust the Lord at his word. If you can hold on when things get hard and look bleak and empty. And it looks like nothing is able to to run out. Just know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he did it for the widow, and if he did it for Elijah, what more would he do for those who love him? And to those who have the right mindset and the right heart to really serve, honor, and worship him. He will do it. And so, as you listen today, I want you to hear that God is faithful. And you may feel like things are running out. But guess what? When you're with God, you will never run out. You will never lack. You may hunger, but you shall be filled. You may get a little thirsty, but God said he is the living waters. He shall supply every one of your needs according to his riches and his glory and i pray today that as the lord is drawing your hearts near to him that god will help each and every one of you including myself to have a different mindset towards him and a different heart towards receiving his word and also as the lord may be commanding you to bless somebody else while you have very little yourself because the Lord wants to expand your faith as well as your territory just like he did for Elijah and the widow be in a position to bless others so that God can bless you and this is the mindset that you ought to have that it is better to give than to receive. We should not always be looking for people to give us something, but we should have a heart rather to to be giving because our Lord has given us so much and it becomes so contagious when God transforms our minds so that we can become like the widow and give not grudgingly, 
even out of a desperate state, she gave the best that she had. It was out of a sacrificial love, but it was pleasing and acceptable in the eyes of the Lord. So I want you to think on that this week. As you're going throughout your week, ask the Lord, how can he change your mindset so that you would develop a servant's heart, that you would be able to give more, even out of a situation that doesn't even look possible? Because God is birthing something in this season. God is doing some miraculous things for you as well as I. But we have to be willing to obey and do just what he said. I thank you for listening again to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I pray that this episode has really blessed you and opened up your eyes to see something or hear something regarding this word that you never heard before. May you go and share it with a friend and may you bring somebody else to listen and so that God's word can be shared and glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Until next time, be blessed. And again, thank you for listening to Hearts Knit Together in Christ. Bye-bye. day episode of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I am your host, Marsha A. Sullivan, and I would like to say thank you for joining and tuning in today. This is January the 14th, 2022. I would like to wish you a happy Friday, and um, I just want to take a moment to pause today because this is a day that uh, I actually celebrated my grandmother's birthday though she's no longer here today would have been her birthday so she's reigning in glory with the lord and this is just a time for me to reflect of all of the the great the great things that she taught me as a little girl growing up and some of the memories that i that i had with her um but it also makes me think since we're going into hebrews chapter 11 verses 11 I think about my grandmother. Uh, She was truly, she wasn't a religious woman, but I would like to say that she was truly a woman of great faith. And what I mean by that is that, you know, she got through this life, not because she had a lot, but truly because she trusted the Lord. Um, And there were stories that she shared with me that really humbled my heart in a sense she never graduated from high school, but she went to college. It was just a lot of things that she told me that that she never really had. She never even had a a, a social a social security number, but somehow she was able by faith to make it through this world without even having a number marked on her and. And I said to her one day, Grandmother, how did you get so many jobs? And she said, Baby, I don't know. It's because God made a way for me. And and she never even had a social. So 
that is so interesting to me that if we truly believe in the Lord and have faith, God would truly take care of us. And we're talking about uh, Sarah today in the Bible. We're going to go to part two by faith as you're listening. And we're going to talk about examples of faith coming from people who actually lived godly lives for the Lord. And so it was in Hebrews 11, verse 11, where it says it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And as a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead because he was so old. And we're talking about Abraham. He was just so old. And in reality, if you think about that, many will argue and say that there is no way that an old man and an old woman can produce. They would think that it's impossible. But with God, all things are truly possible. And so because of that, because God did what seemed to be impossible, the Bible says that a nation with so many people that that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. So they were so many that they outnumbered and, and they multiplied and nobody could count them. And we're in that number because we are descendants of Abraham. And so is my grandmother who truly believed, believed God and trusted him to get her through uh so many hardships so many uh things that she endured and things that she had to overcome it was not an easy road for my grandmother but somehow god was with her and if you're wondering what did she do my grandmother was actually a beautician so she did hair you know she had five girls and uh she she just raised her children uh, and, and you know, she tried to live the best life that she could <laughs> with the time that the Lord get, given her. And uh, some of the, the impact that, that I really admire about my grandma is that she would really tell me a lot of stories growing up as a little girl uh, that really, truly will always humble my life and so even the bible tells us we need to tell the stories she would share biblical stories with me um and i really believe that's how i really grown to really love to read the bible again my grandmother was never religion a religious person i'm sorry she was never a religious person but she just truly had faith and she would always tell us about God growing up. So, um, you know, those were very valuable. That was very valuable treasures to me. Uh, she didn't always go to church, but I would say that she still loved the Lord and she still had a relationship with the Lord. And so when you think about the people in the Bible, you think about their faith in the Lord was truly great. And I'll share another one with you. In verse, if we skip down and we go to verse 17, it says that it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him 
Abraham had received God's promises and was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham ransomed that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. I'm sorry, it says Abraham reasoned. My eyes skipped over. So it says Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. So Abraham had so much faith in the Lord to believe that even if God just took him as he offered him as a living sacrifice unto the Lord, guess what? He was going to receive him back again. And, and because of that, God considered Abraham to be righteous, righteous, because he had such great faith. And it says in verse 20, it was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. Verse 21, it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he learned, as he leaned on his staff. And it was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently, that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born, and they, they saw that God had given them an unusual child. And it says, And they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. Now that's great faith. That is so much faith that that we should have every day in our lives. And truly when I think of my grandmother, I would, you know, she's not in this book of Hebrews, but there are some things that she shared with me in her lifetime that it was only by faith that she was truly able to make it through. And she would always laugh and joke and say she was an alien. She was not from this world because she didn't have a social security number. Uh, and it was just interesting how the Lord had brought her through so, so very much. But we need to remember that as we read these stories of the Bible, they alone should encourage our hearts to truly believe the Lord. As, as they did because they lived by it and they were truly great examples on what it means to trust the Lord no matter what so we talked about Sarah we talked about Abraham and we talked about Isaac and we see what happens by faith when we enact faith in our bloodline and share it with our family and our friends guess what our children and their grandchildren can be a part of the story too because the pattern continues because if you were brought up having such a great faith instilled in you then guess what you're going to teach it to your children and by faith you're going to believe that God is going to develop their faith muscles as they continue to trust and believe the Lord 
And so I pray to those that are listening today that you are building faith muscles so that you can deposit all of the knowledge and the wisdom that you're learning in your walk with the Lord and that you're going to share it all of the treasures from his word that you're going to share it with the people you know and even those that you don't know even those who may be struggling in their faith walk with the Lord I I encourage you to share God's word with, word with them so that they will be encouraged and find true hope not in man not in the things of this world but in the word of God because it's only in the word of God that we can find hope and be strengthened through the through the power of God's word so I thank you today thank you for listening to another segment by faith uh and we thank you for joining us to listen to this segment again hearts knit together in Christ and as we're closing out I want to pray with you father God I want to say Thank you, God, for this day to share your word, God, to those listening near and far, to those listening even in other countries and nations, God. I thank you, God, for allowing them to find the podcast of Heart Knits Together in Christ, Lord. Lord, it is through your glory, God, that, that we're able to teach what your word says so that many people can grow in their faith, God, and develop such strong faith God to believe you at your word God I pray God that even through tests and trials God that you will continue to develop faith in your people God God that they will have and develop a confidence in you unlike no other God that the confidence will will be so great God that is able to move your heart God just with their words alone God just because they believe you Lord I pray, Lord, that you will continue to do great and mighty things in the lives of those who trust in your word and lean not to their own understanding. Lord, I thank you for showing us examples of people in the Bible, God, who had faith to believe you. And as a result, God, you were able to bless them exceedingly, abundantly, in ways that they never dreamed or imagined. You were able to bless their children and their grandchildren, their descendants. Lord, I thank you for Abraham and all that he did, God. And because of that, God, we are descendants. So help us to believe you, God, every step of the way. Because every step we take towards believing you, God, is a step of faith. And I pray for you to strengthen the hearts of of those whose faith has been beaten up and stolen by life, stolen by the lies of the enemy, God. May you encourage them this day. And I pray all these blessings in Jesus' name. May you go in the love and the peace of Christ. And until next time, thank you for listening to Hearts Knit Together. Love you. And uh, please write to me. And uh, I hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.